motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Relax your mind, let your conscience be free. You're now rolling with the sounds of the L-O-V-E. I said return to the dance floor. Come on. Yeah. That's Come Go. give me all your love. Come show me what's up. Are you look at me, oh baby. Fuck around and drive you crazy. Let me show you how the real woman is for once. Cause you ought to know. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, a.k.a. Life As I See It, episode 201. Uh, we got the squad in the building tonight. Shouts to the homie Rico Key. We got Gert in the building. Shouts to Bad Lungs, a.k.a. Woozy Vegas, who's not with us this evening. And of course, always shout out to C. Uh, but friend of the show, we got Sophia in the building tonight with us once again. And... Um, yeah welcome <laughs> welcome if it's your first time listening make sure that you are subscribed to the pod wherever y'all listen to podcasts apple spotify etc make sure y'all check all visual content on our youtube we will be dropping visual content sparingly on our youtube page so check that out as well as our patreon at patreon.com backslash life as i see it podcast uh so hey, yeah every time i hear 201 i think regular joe Cause he used to always say that on the mixtapes, 201, yeah. regular Joe. <laughs> word, word. <laughs> word. Every time I hear that shit, I think that. Um, so I well, I'm gonna start with music. I am gonna start with music. Um, because a lot of music actually came out this this past weekend. I know there were like big marquee names that came out, but um just other RB artists and different acts. Um, on the underground rap scene as well from, you know, Ransom on the hip hop scene, who's just going out of his mind. He just keep releasing music every week, it seemed like. Um, of course, Nas and Diddy were some of the bigger names. Um, on the R&B side, you had Cleo Soul. I've, I've since become a fan of hers. Um, a couple other people dropped some music. Uh, Killer Mike, I think, put a deluxe out for his project. So it was a decent day for music, or I should say weekend for music. Uh, had a little bit of something for everybody. Uh, but I'm going to start with the with the big names. Uh, so where y'all want to go for? Y'all want to go Diddy or or Nas? You want to go Diddy or Nas first? I'm going to go Diddy because I actually did not listen to Nas's album. It's cool. You wasn't Ooh. missing nothing. No, see? So let's get into the Diddy album, the Love album, right? Love, Off the Grid, uh, 21 Joint, something like that. It's a long project. Um, I listened to it. You listened to it. Sophia, you listened to it. Did you listen to the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Top to bottom. Okay. Key, did you you, uh, you check out the the Diddy joint? 
Shit, I probably got like six, seven songs, man. All right, so we all got a decent amount of music from the Diddy album. Uh, so since you brought it up, uh, what you think? What was your what was some of your takeaways? I first of all, I didn't go in with um so when I heard of it coming out, I didn't have any expectations. I was just gonna leave it alone because I was I have my reservations. But um one of my homies posted it. Actually, two of my homies posted it, and I respect both of their opinions in music, so that actually led me to go listen to it. Um, I played it briefly Saturday evening, and it took me by surprise, and I was just like, oh, shit, let me not listen to this lightly. So then I listened to it all yesterday, and then I've been listening to it all day today, and I am... oh. It's just it just felt like a breath of fresh air is the R and B that I needed and um you know I posted it last night just to see like you know as far as like my following the people in you know on my Instagram like what re- like what tracks resonated with y'all and everybody literally it was so many people that responded to it and everybody had a different track. I can't say that it was just like, oh, multiple people had this, the same track, like everybody had a different track. So it was just like, all right, this, this, this album is it. And it just feels good. Like, it is, it's timely. Like, you always want to listen to some R&B around this time of the year. Like, it is cuffing season. Shout out to cuffing season. (laughs) You just want to get in with somebody, cuddle. And it's just like, it's on point. And then another like conversation that I was having about it is like, why does it feel so good? And it just makes sense because it's just like Diddy is the original palette. You know what I mean? The creator of our palette for our generation. So when we were kids, he's the one that was creating, you know, executive producing a lot of the R&B tracks. So that's, you know, what we have been fed. So it's more nostalgic to us and it's more, um, it feels like home. Like this album feels like home to me. So it was really nice to listen to it. And it's just a good, it's a good fucking album. Like it's a good fucking album, but it's a good fucking album. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Cause I was just like, and it has like a different vibe. So, you know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it doesn't matter what type of partner it is that you have. It's just like, all right, this track, these tracks, I could create a playlist for that type of person. Word. Um, that was a pretty damn good analysis, <laughs> if I if I do say so myself. Um, Key, I'm gonna go to you next because you got you didn't get the entire album, so um, you heard Soul's explanation how she felt about about the music. So what was some of your takeaways? So how did you even hear it? Like, were you in the right setting to digest it properly? Or like, what was your takeaway? Bro, I was cleaning up. <laughs> I was like, let me try it real quick. I was like, man, that's a lot of tracks. This ain't the atmosphere for, but I was like, let me give it a go. Um, standout track was the one with um with him and Jacquez. That was, Jacquees, that was five and yeah, Fab. Yeah, that yeah, that was yeah. I don't know about Fab verse. That shit was kind. Nah, shit I'm saying the, the song. Yeah, I'm saying yeah, yeah, the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he did his thing. What I heard, everybody, he picked like the all stars. Like everybody did their thing. Everybody held it down for their own track. I got like six, seven in, but 
I still got a lot to go, so I'll probably listen to that shit probably tomorrow. But um, it, it was a good ride. Pause. <laughs> now, I definitely recommend going through the whole thing, because even once you get to the very last track with her, oof. And it's just each one, again, like, Diddy is a dope producer. Like, he's a dope executive producer. He just understands R&B. He understands, like, the need to have that structure. Yes. Sequencing. That's the, the sequencing, sequencing of the album. The, 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 the sequencing of the album, what song follows the other, what comes before mm-hmm. the other, um, just the cohesiveness of a full body of work and mm-hmm. how it was intended to to be received by the consumer. Like, like he, perfect. yeah, he knows exactly. I'm like, yeah. Somebody, he, somebody lined everything up for giving back the publisher award, drop the album. I'm like, yo, he good. Well, I'm gonna I'm 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 touch on a little bit of that conversation a little bit later because I think I do think there are a few things that are connected. But Gert, like, um, you kind of said a little bit that it was fire. Like, so did you go into it with expectations or, or, or what? Now, Pump been promoting this for a minute. Um, he said this is going to be the best R and B album. I think years ago, yeah. he was saying that this is going to be the best shit when it drops. Um, difference with Puff and a lot of people is Puff gonna be able to get them samples clear. So just how he envisioned it in his mind is how he could deliver it to the people. Everybody can't get them samples clear. Um, and again, he invented the remix. So all... some of the music was his music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a lot. He, he, a did, lot. he did some of the old total shit, and he just redid it. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, of course, this gonna be hard. It's his old shit. <laughs> and a lot of the melodies too. You can hear the sampling of like the melodies within the the R and B tracks. It was fire. Remix, yo. I saw a clip of him. Yeah, uh, I don't know if y'all know who Niles Rogers is, but Niles Rogers is the bass player for um, um, Chic, the, the the group Chic. Uh, I freak out like they got mad hits, but that group. He's the <laughs> he's the bass player for them, but he do mad he do mad people shit. Like he's been on hip hop albums before, but I saw a clip with him actually playing bass to the joint that I think Justin Bieber's on, and just how they mm-hmm. was in the vibe and like. To your point, Gert, of not only not being able to clear certain samples, but he has the actual musicians in studio with him, taking direction, working together, you know, to 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 produce the best product. And yes, there are people who, like I said, that use the likes of Niles Rogers, and they might get some, you know, some OGs in the game to help assist. Diddy is just at the highest level of that. <laughs> So his access is unlimited. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, it's just the the ability to execute. Not everybody can execute at that level. And his, not just, I, could, I feel like his biggest artistry, like his ability to put the right people together to create the best kind of art for that particular track and then being able to bring it all together. I just feel like this whole album was created masterfully. It's just beautiful. What, what make it so dope is this is this is like it's it's feel good music. It's cookout music. It's it's cleaning up music. It's the shit that you could play 
around any and everybody, and you ain't got to worry about niggas being OD, nasty, disrespectful. Mm -hmm. Wait a minute. I'm about to say, I'm about to say, hold on. Mm -hmm. now. They got it. There's some shit Puppy on break. there now. It's literally yeah, it's the track called you, you Nasty. Got, you gotta, yeah, you got to skip a couple. <laughs> you might have to skip one or two. Now for the top. You can let them ride because they feel good. Because even that last track, so there's Nasty and there is nothing but moaning. It might as well be, uh, what was the Jenna Jackson song? Yeah. Would you mind? Oh, no, Would You Mind? Damn, Womp is the other one. She she got a couple. But yeah, yeah. Would You Mind is that one. But Atlanta And then Atlanta. her, the last the last track on there, towards the end, I was like, ooh, okay. Beautiful it's beautiful. Nah. Not for the I'm kids, though. Them, I'm letting them fly. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you are, and that's perfectly fine. But we just <laughs> yeah. said, I don't want the people to be misled. There are a few tracks on there that you just might want to be mindful of who's around when they're playing. That's all we Nah, the first, a... the first two tracks definitely had me dancing. Just like a little two-step in the kitchen. I'm just like, ooh, okay, yeah. All right. And it's his bop. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's his sound, it's his groove. Mm -hmm. That's what also makes it dope. I saw a little bit of his uh Breakfast Club interview when he was talking about how you know people always talk about his lack of ability, or they try to discredit him as a producer, right? They say, Oh, you don't touch keys, or oh, you don't play any instruments. And he's like, Yo, part of my gift is I may not be able to sing it for you, but I know the feeling. And I know who I need on this. And I know how to get what I need out of them, out of them to produce the best product. So I'm putting this together. Oh, I'm telling this player, yo, play the string, play the strings like this, or do give me mm. something that feels like that. Like, because yeah. production he's an architect and engineer. That nigga puff be like, mm -mm, do it again. Nah, don't do that. Do it again. <laughs> no, like no. Last really. night. Like, him and Dre is, is mad taste. Yes, yes. It's but, not, it's, no, but you're it's, gonna do it until you get it right. That's not 100%. you doing it. If a nigga tell you to keep doing it and changing shit, it's kind of him doing it. <laughs> so when we talk, no, I'm he's a that, producer. Yeah, he's a, well, right. Like, I'm saying that saying, in his in his favor. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying in his favor. If you playing the strings and you can't get it right and the nigga got to tell you how to do it, he deserved as much credit as you did. You did it, but he told you how to do it. 100%. It's coaching. It's, you know, it's a lot of words we can use. It's definitely coaching because to yeah. be a, produce, a good producer, you have to be a great coach. You have to learn how to bring out of that artist whatever it is that you're looking to get for, for the sake of the full product. Like, um... I I drew a lot of inspiration from Diddy, watching him just coming up as a kid, or you know, being young, watching him on making the band and shit like that. Watching how he is with these artists in the studio. Then when it became my turn, a I tried to apply that same type of thing for myself. Like, all right, nah, I could do this better. Like, yeah, I could let this slide, but there's a better take. Fuck it, let's keep getting it until we get it right. Or when I started recording other people, it's yo, no. Do it again. At, the same. It's the same. It's the same mentality. At any point in time, did you say Playboy? Never. You in that process? Never. You ain't call yourself you, Playboy. Your Playboy. Never. We got to get this right, Playboy. Disgusting. No. I know you didn't say Daddy for sure, but never said um, any of these words. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would say is just like when it comes to you know what I mean, like building a house, right? So you have somebody that builds the blueprint, right? 
and then the bricklayer comes and lays the bricks but everybody still played their position and that's why it's just like when it comes to executive production i just don't understand i mean there was a time where i didn't fully understand why did we get that right but then as i started understanding the way that music works also the way the music business works like there's so many dope art that we are never going to hear for the simple fact that you also have to politic and you still have to get that that art and present it to the right people that are going to propel that project forward so it's like what diddy does is so intricate in so many ways cuz it's two completely different um parts of your brain that get used for what diddy does what do you mean like two different parts of your brain like what do you mean because he still has the so he has the um executive producer in the sense of going into the studio you have to get like literally pick this pro- for the vision that I have in my head or for the sound for the song that I have in my mind to bring that to fruition I need this producer and I need this artist I need these songwriters I need to put them all in the same space and that's going to create the sound that I have in my mind that's its own art right and then to actually right. physically stay there and it's still, you know what I mean? Because because he's so hands-on, he's more of a micromanager. So mm-hmm. it's still like over the shoulder, like, nah, that's not the sound. Uh, hey, Keisha Cole, get the mm-hmm. sound out. Hey, no, no, no. Hey, like really coaching it through and getting the right feeling out of that one track. Boom. But then taking that project, right? So that to me is his own art. Like to be able to do that artistically, have something in your mind and bring it to fruition. That's his own thing. But then he'll go and do the the other side. That's the business side. All right, let's bring this that is the art and let's push it to the masses and let's make money. And then goes and creates deals, which is I, not not the country. I think I mm-hmm. think to I guess even sum it up to a certain degree is like I think it's the passion and and his connection to it all. Like. It starts with the passion, like a certain love for the music, right? So you get into business and you get around it. Your passion is what drives you. And as you mm-hmm. have these experiences of, you know, as, as you have these different experiences, you just learn along the way, right? So I think he just comes with a wealth of knowledge, yeah, at this point. But even on the come up, I think that his passion and his relentlessness to say, okay, well, I want this. I need this. I'm going to find out a way or figure out a way to get that. I think now in his later years, it just translates to him have gathering all of these resources over the years and mm-hmm. just putting them into place. But the passion is what connects him. I don't think the money, I think that's a secondary thing. I think the passion is like, I want a good product because I know what feels good. I think it all starts there. I start, I think it starts with the feeling because if we go back to all of the nineties, uh, vibes that he gave us with Bad Boy is feel-good music for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that that's the essence of what he looks for. And I think he delivered on this project. Um, right, right, right. No, but what I'm saying is, so there is the art side to it. 
And yes, it is passion. And before even obtaining money, before anybody even thinking about paying the artist or paying Diddy or paying for anything, is him knowing this has to get put together and this has to be displayed in this way for it to then be amplified through radio, through, I mean, now DSPs. But at the time, you know, they had all the gatekeepers for him to understand, like, this is grand. And it has to be, like, it has to be treated as grand as it is for us. Because a lot of, I mean, hip-hop wasn't as prestigious as as it is considered now. You needed a day to make that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he was integral. I, I get what you're saying. Definitely integral, for sure. Um... All right, so good album, great album, Diddy Drops, cool, right? Um, on the flip side of that, on the hip-hop side, you had Nas drop the final installment of, or at least what he said was going to be the last project uh, that he did with Hit Boy, at least for now. So he put out six albums in three years. This is Magic 3, so it was three Magics and three Kings Diseases. Um, I forget which King's Disease won a Grammy, but in this run, they got a Grammy out of it, and they produced a lot of good music. Um Two got the Grammy, I think. Okay. Um, you know, Gert, you are super Nas fan, and as a hip-hop guy and just somebody who loves the music, um, you're also very critical of just music in general. Um, you weren't too fond of this project, this Nas project. Uh, what what didn't connect for you? I mean, I didn't listen to the whole shit. Um, like, Nas is not. He can rap. He's always going to be able to rap. Um, but all of his projects don't be for me in real time. Um, some of them, again, you probably could go back to and feel differently about at a later point in time. But I don't think these projects is for me. Um, I like some of them, but it's, I think this was not showing what King status and hip hop looked like. Like, I think a lot, a few of these are shots at Hope to show that 100%. he could do, he 100%. could do, um, you know, he still could do it. It's this champion. It, it felt very championship esque from the standpoint of the, yo, I'm standing here. over the body. Yeah, I'm here. I've been here. You thought y'all finished me? Nigga, never. And my money is up, and I'm still looking good, and I'm still going to all of these events and this, that. Like, I'm him, right? And I can still rap with the best of them. And I went and got the young boy, and we we got in the lab and cooked up some shit. And I collaborated with some niggas like ASAP Rocky. And, like, I, he just doing different I think he was showing... Things. Nas came out in, what, like, 92? Four. 94. 94 and now we going into 24 and he's still doing it at a high level like he ain't he don't take balls off like he you know like the music be different for me just like time and how i be feeling and what place i'm in like i i the shit ransom is doing to me like it's hard for me to listen to other niggas right now that with that camp ransom special uh stove god my favorite one out of them though i like stove god the best sure. um but like what they're doing with words is more of what i'm into right now uh that could change at any moment 
Um, but yeah, like now nah, shit is, it, it, it's good. It, it, it's a good quality, but it's for, to me, I believe these projects are for the younger generation to see him and know his name and know who he is. Like it, it's for them to gravitate the toward. I'm not even saying bridging the gap. I don't think it's bridging the gap. It's legacy. He's showing, okay. I can do this on any level, any form, any time period, any nigga. I'm him. I'm him at any any decade you put me in, any walk of life, any target audience, I could do it. And he's showing like you still could be an old nigga and get busy with the young niggas and you don't gotta get on their shit and try to sound like them. You can be you and still put out quality music if that's what you wanna do. Or um Shout out to Nas. Um, I enjoyed most of those six projects. I do like this album. Um, I think Magic One may have been my favorite one just out of all of the ones that he's that he's put out in the last three years. But um, I mean, shout out to Nas. Like you said, it's, it's, I mean, we don't gotta sit here and pick up Nas. Nas is Nas. And um, you know, just shout out to him. Much respect to him and thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it because now I, will, I have even more music. I will say that. Uh thank you. Like, yeah. Thank you. Because you can't go wrong putting eyes on never. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So key, um, I kind of wanna I wanna get your take on this a little bit because I know when it comes to like um reggae. Uh, Caribbean music, like like that scene, you a lot more well-versed than us. And I wanted to speak about something that Burner Boy said. So I'm going to read the quote, and I want to kind of get your take on it. So it said, Burner Boy claims he gave WizKid and DeVito um, an opportunity to shine. He gave them seven years to start because he's extra skilled, but he said he's throwing shots their way. He said, I gave y'all seven-year head start because I wasn't allowed to step out from my continent to the UK for seven years. Was it soon, but as soon as I got into the UK in 2016, I said it's over for y'all. I am the highest and I'm number one. So between Burner Boy, um, Where's Kid, is it Davido or Davido? I don't I never know how to pronounce his Shit, name. Niggas be getting mixed up, bro. Yeah. But like what's your what's your take on that? I mean, because all of them are they've all made their their <clears throat> their you know claim in the genre, and Burner Boy is killing shit right now. So what's your take? It's it's popping. Um that I ain't really deep into it, but I fuck with Burner Boy. But um, how I how I break them down, uh, Davio, he he like the the Richie Rich kid, Wiz kid like the Pretty Boy version, and then you got you got Burner Boy the gangster type. So it was like when he came up with that yeah shit, he kind of like halted niggas with that shit. That shit came with hella energy compared to the Davio shit. Um, he was like more culture than a whiz kid. He had that vibe, like, yeah, I could play that essence in the club. I remember the essence came on in the strip club. Oh, I'm like, oh man, what the fuck? This shit nah, is I'm like, in nah, the essence, club, bro. Essence is my favorite song yo, for like two years you, straight. Had you dancing with your partner on some two step shit <laughs> in the strip club. Like, yo, that shit was wild, bro. I'm like, yo, that shit was, but when, yo, I don't know, bro. That African music hit different, bro. Like, not saying it like that, but 
Nah, it's fine. Afro beats is that's, one that's, of the... That's how I look at them. That's the category, but he is stepping on them right now, and they can't do nothing about it. It's so like, you saying he's like the gangster? So because the yeah, so yeah, right, yeah, so. that was more like Chen, like like Chanti. <laughs> you don't like, know what he said, Chan- but yeah, <laughs> Chanti yeah. them raps. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, that shit was crazy. You play that shit in the, in the Jamaica party. That shit, that shit hit with everything else. Like you played eight them them other shits is like. Close to the end of the party, leave you let them shits groove. But that shit, that was in the mosh pit of it. You feel me? Like that was it. That was Burner Boy. Know. No, it wasn't Burner Boy. The one that said um, that Afro beats don't have no substance. Was that Burner Boy that said that? That he he got that because Bonky Killer said that shit with the, the Jamaican music. Like yo, these niggas just say anything. They don't got they don't got no meaning behind it. They was like that's what he was talking about. That yes yeah, shit. Like we don't know what he was saying, but that shit you felt what he was saying. You feel me? And then Wait, that's Bounty Bounty Killer was saying that about yeah, Afrobeats? Yeah, Bounty, no, Bounty was saying that about the, the reggae culture, like the dancehall scene, like the amount of bullshit they doing now is not like when he was he was on top of it, when him and Beanie Man was going at it, it had, it had some type of respect, you feel me? Now these yeah. niggas just talking about popping Molly and all them sexual shits right now. You can't play that shit around your moms and say... The the old school niggas looking at y'all niggas like man these niggas on some rubbish shit bro like yeah that's true like, it, is, it is it is it is uh way more vulgar even though like they always got their shit off in reggae you from, but you feel from slow dancing to niggas jumping off speakers like you call that <laughs> dance you feel me like it's a big difference like it's a slippery slope you feel me but he, he but basically that um that BBC interview. He gave Burner Boy more light, and that's what really like turned him like, up. I bet I'm a, yeah, I'ma stand on that shit. I'ma stand mm-hmm. on that shit. They they going at it. You could tell like right now they all they every is a like how is it Jay and Nas and the hip hop? It's those three things right now. Yeah, like they battling with everything. Million dollar jewelry on around it. like everything is a battle, bro. Because one came from money, one got the money. Burner Boy started from the bottom. They will. His his people's in politics here, like, yeah. And this nigga just a pretty boy that is sing. You feel me? So that shit's, it's like it's all over the place. But I I, I fuck with it though. You well, I never looked at it. Best out of them. Yeah, I never looked at it from that perspective. But mainly because I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoy all of their music individually. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the behind the scenes. So, um. Burner Boy, what I will say is right now is definitely number one, and it's not there's nothing you could do about it. I mean, last 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 lap was uh he well rounded now. That was <laughs> that was the one that did it for him. Like that sent him over the top, and it seems like his niche now is gonna start being taking some of our '90s classics and flipping them with you know his his African twist to it, and and. And really going in, cause that sitting on top of the world is is uh. Bro, everybody fucking with him right now, from hip hop yeah. to reggae to shit. He ain't too much people he ain't rub shoulders with. He got a them whole other- Amazon uh special on Prime right now. Yeah, them other niggas ain't doing that. Like, you got Diddy pulling up on talking about yo, that's my brother. They're like, come on, bro, you got a cosign right there. Open so are you saying right that there. they're not so? They not moving I- around like that. So you, uh, yeah, okay. Is he, so you saying he seemed maybe hungrier right now? Yeah, he 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 connecting all the dots, bro. He in the studio, with everybody. 
Wow. He in everybody hug. He in everybody video. Right. You wow. get a Birdo Boy feature, you lit right now. That's a super that shit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, that's, bro. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, like um, a million a show. Like, come on, my nigga. Like, that's different money. Like, even if you don't want to give him respect, it's like, yo, bro, getting like a million a show right now. Word. Hey, and the, um, so, um, I think it's, it's Bad Bunny is, what is that? Is that reggaeton? He does a lot of reggaeton. Um, he's done also dembo. What's the difference? I'm about to say, you got mad Spanish on me right now. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you asked me about Bad Bunny, tu supiste que después se me cruzan los cables. But, um, Dembo um, has. I don't know what she said, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know. Can you tell us what you think? I, I don't know. I got some, yeah, I got some Burner Boy vibes. I don't know. Uh, you, remember that, you remember that Diddy shit, that Senorita shit? Listen, I'm in my ditty bag for real right now. Jesus. But, um. Yeah, but no, so, but you said he does do reggaeton or not really, or he doesn't? Yes, yes, yes. He's, uh, he's traditionally a reggaeton artist, but he actually, so if we get into the history of uh, Bad Bunny, when he first came out, Alcanja brought him out, and Alcanja has uh, a lot of reggaeton. But when, um, at the time that Bad Bunny came out, Trap was really big. So back in 2016, when he first came on a scene, um, he came out with Trap. So when he, like, his flow was very much, like, boom, Trap. But that was around a time that it was Stiley from... So it was like a lot of New York artists. So there was Stiley, there was Messia, um, Guariboa, and they were all doing a lot of trap. So um, so I have to like shout them out real quick because they're all Dominican too. Um, Alcangel is half. Is Tego Trap? Tego Calderon? Yeah, that's my boys. Yes. Yeah. So Tego yeah. Calderon yeah. is um reggaeton. Nah, of course. Welcome to my house parties up. Yeah. Yeah. Tego Calderon. 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 Danger. Yo, <laughs> this is <a> dangerous track. <laughs> Word though, yo, because it, it definitely was a mad dash. <laughs> definitely was a mad dash. Ah oh, man, right, you try to find anything? Like, yeah, I'm gonna take that. She's small, whatever. Four, four, nine. <laughs> so what? Like, nah. <laughs> Word, pop it, mad hard. <laughs> <laughs> nah, chill, yo, chill. Yo, chill, yo. I chill before, yo. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, 
No, but so the, the reason why I ask is because I it, it is safe to say like he's the number one artist in the genre, right? Oh, he is like by far. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Bad Bunny took off. He took off. And what I love about Bad Bunny is that he shows a lot of love. Like he he'll get into his political bag when everything was happening in Puerto Rico. Like the um he has this really dope track on um Un Verano Sin Ti, which is the, the album with the heart on it. Um that has Titi Me Pregunto, Si Tengo Mucha Novia. Yeah. yeah. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he has a song that's called Apagón and it's basically like you know paying homage to Bomba y Plena which is like um, the African drums of the diaspora Uh, so like then DR will have Palo and um, Honduras is Bomba I'm sorry there's Punta so like anywhere where Africans resided there's still like that drum so in Puerto Rico is Bombay Plena, so he made sure to like pay homage that way. Um, and towards the end of the track, he he has like a part where they're singing like, "No, I'm not leaving from Puerto Rico. This is my my island. You leave." And that's basically to you know all the investors that are taking advantage of the tax breaks um, in real estate in Puerto Rico. But it's just like literally gentrifying it to the point where people that are from Puerto Rico can't afford to live in um, decent spaces. So I'll fuck with Bad Bunny Heavy. And then he shows DR mad love. He's always like, yeah, because Dominican, I feel Dominican, even though Puerto Rican. So it creates more unity rather than unnecessary right. division between the two right. um, lands. That is dope. That's, that's fire. And you make me think of uh, when you were just talking about the whole Puerto Rico thing. Um <clears throat> You know, a few weeks ago, or however long ago it was now, with the wildfires they had in Hawaii, I saw mm-hmm. some clips not too long ago of a guy who he was he was doing a press conference. I think he said that he was some sort of lawyer. I don't remember what kind of lawyer, but um, he was like an outrage talking about how all of the shit burning up, but they were keeping the people out. And residents couldn't even, they weren't allowed into like certain areas and they were blocked off. But these were areas that weren't necessarily like, I guess, affected per se. And I guess his main point was they, he thinks it's some sort of conspiracy and he wants to look into it saying that they burnt all of the shit up. And then now they're saying, oh, well, this is our land. So y'all should just you know, y'all should just give it to us, like, because, you know, this is, like, governmental property. He's like, no, like, the people own this land, and -hmm. you're trying to take it from them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, to your point, what you were saying in Puerto Rico, um, it's too expensive to even live as it is, so now you want to raise the prices and keep us out, and you just want to take over our land. And he was just saying there needs to be an investigation done because there were signs of this, that, and the third, and you know, it's a whole thing. Um, and it's unfortunate, but we see these types of things happen all of the time, right? When you have prime real estate, it just so happens to be a natural disaster that happens and wipes everything out and kills a well, whole bunch of people. Well, I mean, essentially, uh, gentrification is just a new word for colonization. It's just a new era. 
So, like, if we look at the pattern, it's the same exact pattern. And it sucks because would any of you say that y'all are anti-gentrification? I'm pro-ownership. Because the thing about it is, if we owned the spaces where we live, the effects of it will be a little bit different. Because if all if property value goes up, it goes up for us as well. You know what I mean? But if you're renting, that doesn't benefit you. Okay, so how, now I don't. I'm not don't, disagreeing, but how do how do you own? How do you how do you get there? No, and that's the thing. These are general. These are general questions. I know it can go down the rabbit hole, but try to keep it somewhat concentrated. Like how how does a person, right? Because systemically speaking, um. Some of us may have come from families who had homes or houses. Others come from families who rented, right? And then amongst mm -hmm. our peer group and those in our neighborhood, um, you probably have more majority on the renter side than the ownership side. So a lot of mm -hmm. that starts out with economics. It starts out with money. It starts out with um, careers versus jobs and income, all of those different types of things. Did you have these systems in place to kind of keep you a little marginalized and not ha make you want incentive to do better because you might have government assistance? So speaking about our communities, when we speak from the perspective of ownership, how mm -hmm. far back are we talking as the starting point? Because So I mean, here's the thing, right? With a, um, a conversation that like we have to have is we have to control the controllables, right? There's certain things that are just completely out of our control. And the only reason that I speak so adamantly about this is because we keep having the same conversation. And yes, systemic racism is a thing and redlining has been a thing and all of that is absolutely fucking true and it's upsetting. Where, how do we move forward from this? So I feel like financial literacy is so important within our communities and each one to each one still has to be something that we do. Um, and we have to like reach back into our own community whether it's within your own family if you're able to do that in an emotionally stable way that's not always the case but either way you're still responsible for at least um one other person whether it's a little cousin whether it's um you know a godchild whatever what have you but then the next thing because i know it is very difficult and it's becoming even more difficult with the raising um interest rates the raising in um the prices of the housing market in general is just is just a crazy market. But I think that if we can build community, like come back and trust, which is very difficult, I understand, but create um, a core tribe of you and your friends and coming together and actually having group funding. Um, there was actually literally before me happened on the pod, I saw this. Um, news of these five friends from philly they made a promise to each other that for two years they would save 50 dollars per week and then together collectively the five of them purchased one property and that's really what it takes like that really kind of breaks you in and just like okay one step in but you have to have that agreement and the agreement is not just like yo homie we gonna do this and then just have it be a verbal agreement. No, write that shit down. The fuck? I also feel like it's also very important for us to stop scaring 
being so scary when it comes to contracts. Like if your word is bond, let's put this in black and white and write your signature. Cause if what you're agreeing to, you, you know what I mean? You really mean it. And you, and I agree with that. And I really mean what I'm saying. There's no reason why we can't have this in a contract. And the contract doesn't mm-hmm. have to be so scary where you feel like, Oh, you're going to hold this up against me. No, I don't want you to forget. And I don't want to forget. So just for future reference, this is what we agreed to. And that's just what a contract is. Now, um, hold, you know, so my, my, mm-hmm. my bad. So, cause girl, I want you to jump in there real quick. Cause I know you. Yeah. I got pushback for yeah. a lot of this. Um, yeah. so first off, like, don't first off me. Uh, <laughs> business and, and white America and black America is two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people don't know still to this day, and I'm not saying it's like I know firsthand, but I've heard him speak on it. Kevin Hart still does not have a business agreement with his manager, anything written down. Um, and I think a few of the people who have that, uh, manager do not have contracts with them as I'm going to just say, niggas, we do business differently, right? Like if I fuck with you, I fuck with you. Now, when people got ill will, it'd be a little bit different, but they never fuck with you to begin with. So I agree with you saying on the business aspect, but I look at it like, like, there's a difference between doing some shit with your man and doing business with your man. Mm-hmm. Like, once the contracts come into play, now we doing business. And mm-hmm. this gets into, this is a good segue to get to the publishing shit too. But, like, if we doing business, we doing business. If we doing friendship, we doing friendship. And a nah. lot of people don't understand those two don't run the same, right? So yes, whereas, so here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. When we start doing business, mm-hmm. if I'm a better business person than you are, why am I not going to go do better business? I give you a perfect example. Slaughter but you're not signing. So hold on before we get to that, because right now we're talking about real estate, right? So the agreement okay. for me to for me to go fully into an agreement of real estate, we have equal shares of this same property. But when we talking about niggas doing business, you might have a bag, I might have a credit. What do that look like? So then guess what? We figure out the shares based on that. Because but it has to be fair. About, but that's in this what what are we doing? Is not, no, business is not fair. And that's a misconception. No, yes. What? You're bugging. So the thing about it is it's all a conversation. Cause if, if when it comes to collateral for anything, what you're putting up and what I'm putting up, we both have to agree that this is the value of what you're putting up. This is the value of what I'm putting up. And and listen, I'm saying value, not price, not cost. So whatever no. we decide today is the value, we have to understand within our friendship that is not no ill will and that you agreed to it. And whatever you agree to it, you have to honor it because of the friendship and because we're doing good business. Now, now, with that being said, like, if this is always a thought that I can't win in this one, I can't have one over on you for this one. 
because, okay, let's say you're the better businessman. As a matter of fact, I'm having this conversation with one of my close friends. I want her to get 80% over my 20 because of what she's bringing to the table and because I trust what she's already been doing. And I don't think I deserve anything over 20%. Why? Because this is my learning project. So the fact that I'm even getting 20 to me is, wow, thank you for even, you know what I mean? And she wants to go 50. I don't feel I deserve that. But that's me. And that's what I was about to say. Like, individually, how we come in, everybody don't be coming into business deals whole. Right? You you looking at it like... And that comes to... And that comes to self-awareness, which is another very important thing in our community. Putting your ego aside and putting realistic expectations on what can I execute? Not what I want to do, because... I want to fly, but guess what? I don't got the wings. I could get on an airplane, but me physically being able to fly, I can't fucking do that. I want to. That don't mean I could do it. What can I do? I could walk. I could run. I could buy a ticket. All right, boom. So if that's the plan, okay, cool. That's what makes sense for this project. This is what I could do. This is what I could commit to. And this is what I know I can yield our projects. This is what I know I could bring. So now, quick, if, I wanna, I, I'm sorry, I, I just want to keep it in pocket here because it because mm-hmm. it sounds like the framework was Gert is saying business and friendship wow. is two different things. And you were pushing back on that saying, no, you can do both. So I just want to. Yeah, I want to keep us yeah. there. OK. All right. Yeah. And I uh, think that when it comes down to it, communication before signing anything, because I feel like a lot of times people just assume like, yeah, it got to be 50 50. No, the fuck it don't. And it shouldn't. Unless but, everybody is bringing fully 50 and you really understand, like, I am going to do the work that yields to me earning my 50%. If you know for a fact that in this very thing, let's say it, it, it's just not, you're not that valuable in this, you have to put your ego aside, not just for the friendship, but for your own, like, conscious, like, for, a lot of okay, niggas so can't do that, though. A lot yeah, of niggas can't put their ego aside. Then and, that's and not the friend. About, that's not the friend you should go to business with. If you're everybody. not, if you're not an integral person, that well, is not let everybody. Let them, let, them, let them finish it, though. So a lot of people can't do that. But why do you think? Or you just acknowledge no, that it, they can't? It, it just, I, I'm like looking at it, right? Like again, we've watched pretty much every podcast breakup. We've watched every uh, like group break up. Like it, it, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that people collectively can't do shit together. It, it's when shit start coming, it's hard to manage person. But it's all a conversation, right? Mm, no, see what you. I mean, see my fault. So what you saying? You're hundred percent right. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying in theory and in practice is two different things. Two different right? things. And That's you, yes. it's easier for you to say that as a whole person where you don't have these things where, like, if you look like after, I, I tip my hat to people who I see who, you know, are an example of this. Again, I tip my hat to the locks all the time because they move as one. And they've set things up within themselves and amongst each other to, you know, to, to 
stop the bullshit from happening before it even starts, right? But Ooh. like people don't look at my success as your success. People look at it as like, I want what you got. Or when can I be the one who get to do that? Or and going into it, if you're not going into it with realistic expectations, it, it, it's hard. Even with you saying like, like as as people where like, like again, I will, I come from the hood. First chance I got, I moved the fuck out the hood, and I be wanting to go back to do shit, but it's like. But it, it, it's hard. Like it, it's mm-hmm. really hard because you go and do some. The first thing somebody gonna say is, "Well, you bought everybody bikes, but why you ain't get them bikes and helmets? Why you ain't get them bikes, helmets, and knee pads? No matter what you do, you gonna be wrong, right? Like so, it just makes everything that much more difficult. And it's like, do I really want this headache? Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to do that? Not with that person. It, it, yeah, I think but you kind of saying... you you kind of agreeing with her on the low because you spoke to no, the, I the, do the... agree with her, but I'm saying that's in theory. When you get to the practice of it, it so here's a the whole thing: another can of worms. This is hold the on, thing. So, this is so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so I because I because I want to get Key's take in in here a little bit too because I mean, well, technically we're all in business, you know, together like just with the pod, but like Key with Rico Giovanni. Obviously, it's business and friends, so you have that experience. Um, so taking that experience and then just whatever you think, just generally speaking, do you think um, that you can successfully do business with friends or oh, that wait. they're the same? What? Real quick, I just y'all's friendship mm-hmm. you can tell trumps the business. Everybody is not like that though. Well, you see, y'all been doing what y'all been doing for however long. I, I don't know how long y'all been banging together, but like probably spent the night over each other's houses as kids. And you you were in the trenches with one another. So business don't look like business. It's fuck right. this contract. I fuck with you. Right. I fuck with your mama. I fuck with your sister, your brother, your cousin. Right. This contract don't mean shit, but everybody don't look at it like that. And again, I can even see points where I could understand somebody doing shit like that, right? Like, if you go and look at the paid and full tale, right? Like, with Al Poe, Rich Porter, and them, Rich Porter was trying to get ransom money to save his brother. Right. Al Poe looking at it like, nigga, you still taking bricks off the top. Like, they <laughs> both right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think neither one of them is wrong at that point. <laughs> Who the fuck is supposed to say? Up, I don't think so. I think Al Poe had a point. Whether we can agree with it or not, the streets is the streets. You don't get to make up your own rules and think people got to understand them. You can make them up as long as you can back them up. But I the think minute if that you was can't, really his mans, that shit would have played out different. It that was wasn't. Also, that was just also. But it was his business partner. It was his business partner. It's basically and fuck that little nigga. Nah, it wasn't. It's you don't know what I got. Like no, yeah. it was that. It was that based on the action. The what action said. The action I, says fuck this nigga. No, it's about the play. I I'm disagree. I disagree. He said. And Alpo got the conversation. He said he asked him about it a couple times, knowing that he was doing it. 
Like he was going to get work from his plug and, and the plug more. was telling him what he was giving rich and rich then was not given. He was not coming back with the right splits. With the right so he like, yo, what's up? And he was like, hey, you know, yeah, this is all he gave me. And he said, yo, I'm, it, it got to the point where it was like, yo, I'm going to ask him again. And if he, and if and he, if he say he, it this yeah, time, I'm going to get him. He going, he got to go. But yeah. it's like, yeah, it, I can understand that. It don't make it right, but I could see his vision. You know what I'm saying? Business, when we doing business, you got to do business, right? And I was going to bring up the slaughterhouse shit like with Joe. Joe got to the point where he's like, I can't continue to do the same business. They looking at it like, nigga, that's a bag. This is food. Like it, they both right. But I can't tell you, you be looking at putting up your own money first. Yeah, you can't say that to us. And even with him saying, you know, I, I got a difference in philosophy. I'm going to move in this direction because it's not suiting me. I don't think that that speaks to a bad friendship. I think that that speaks to a difference of opinion. And I think that sometimes, though, with ego, like you were saying, so the ego is a very, very major piece of all of this, right? It it, it all kind of does surround or come back to ego because if the ego exists at all, it's going to roar its ugly head as soon as you hear or somebody say something you don't like or as soon as you get into that zone, into that vibe, that's when ego was gonna gonna play a part. And then at that point, that's normally when things start to crash. But that's the thing. So my thing, um, all right, so at this big age, right, we've experienced uh, oh, people being dishonorable, learning what betrayal is. Mm-hmm. understanding like you know your group of friends right at this age you have at least had one little rift where you realize like all right in moments of turbulence you you know you're either gonna fight me mm-hmm. right whether it's through actual physical altercation or just uh, a low word battle or you're going to completely just shut down. You're not going to speak to me and you're going to go and tell somebody else and then somebody else got to mediate our situation. Whatever the case is, you understand your friends at this point to, to be able to have full conversations because whatever it is that you went through, you came back from it and then you understand each other, right? But what you do understand is like what their pattern is in a moment of shit going left. My thing is, also at this big age, you understand who has the capability, what their strengths are, what their opportunities are, where you are actually an asset to someone versus when you are doing the same exact thing. So when going into business, you essentially want somebody that can do something that you can't, right? But essentially they want to do with you and that's that's fine and that's what the conversations are for prior yeah, to but, but you, you have to have a like full... whole people so like a lot of people in this world not whole a lot of like, people shouldn't it, go into business together then you gotta let gentrification happen 
That's not the point. <laughs> no, because that's not the point. Because you, I mean, all right. So depending on your group of friends, maybe that is your only option to go and actually find it. Personally? N- no. Is that the plural? An individual. Yeah, no, 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 an individual. If an individual no. can't have a group of friends that they can come together, that they can, again, a contract. When you're going into business, saves a lot of friendships. It ruins friendships. Yeah, it ruins. I, I disagree with that. So because you gotta go, yeah. like you know, this nigga don't wake up on time, and this nigga got the job that get up on time. You know he not gonna do that shit. But in order to make the business run, you gotta write his name in that spot because somebody got to do the shit. Mm-hmm. It's and like be on the books, and, and I gotta. But why would you have him do the task? That you know he can't execute. No, what we're saying is the paperwork is what makes it tricky, right? I could give you the task and I could still have the same homie look out. Yo, I know my man, like he ain't the greatest at this, but I'm gonna still hold him down because we all eating, we all getting money together. So I eat, we all eat, everybody get a job. Like you gonna just be the the driver or you be the whatever, right? But if you're the driver and then I know you a nigga who be late. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I might I be like, I might be like, yo, tell him you might have to call him 20 minutes early, then you really want to be there just to give yourself a little cushion. But now right. once it's on paper, and now I have to hold you accountable. If you're late three times, then you get docked, docks your pay. Now what is the problem in that? <laughs> no, what I'm saying. No, no, because you I'm still have to hold your friends, you still have to hold your friends accountable. You're not wrong. How is you're anybody supposed to grow? So listen to what we're saying. You are you are correct, right? You are correct. That is the right answer. But what we are saying is people don't do right. People All right. So the reason right, that I have right. this is the reason that I have this mentality, right? Okay. I am Dominican, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen people with no credit because they don't exist in the system. Have peers who also don't exist, create massive amounts of wealth for literally just betting on each other. Like, yo, you get that bodega. You're going to run it. You're going to work it. All right, boom. Next next person that comes from the island, boom, you're going to get it. Because now I've moved on to this other bodega. Now I've moved on to real estate properties. It works. You're talking about accountable people. That ain't yes, why the it. fuck do you have friends that you can't hold accountable? Hold no, each other accountable. Not, no, no, no. So we're not talking. To, I could. I think the piece that you're missing is we're not talking about we, our peer groups. We're right, talking and, about trying to and, stop gentrification right. from happening. And when we talk about the masses, right? <laughs> That's not funny. That's hilarious, actually. Well, but when we talk about the masses, right? The entire picture. You have to look at the entire scope. You can't just look at what's right because what you're and, saying and, is right. But you like can't everybody, just look at. Quick, let me just finish this thought. Everybody who goes into business, to your point, shouldn't be in business, and to my point, won't be successful. But that doesn't mean that more they're not so going to try. Too. More so not. More people are not going to be successful in business than yeah. will. And, and so I think, it, it's not wait, right to say you shouldn't go into business. Fuck it, try it. Bump your head. Learn that either this is not for me, this is not what I want, or damn, this is what I got to do in order to get to where I'm trying to go because it's not what I thought it was. So you got to learn. But right, the I mean, idea, 
But I think you basing it off of your peer group and you, and you're not looking at on average. Yeah, the world. Like the world on, on average, average is, is who I'm speaking to. Not like no. So why would you want to be? Why would you want to be average? One, two. Because then fuck it. Let just average at best. Let That's everybody fact. let gentrification happen. Then there is no solution. Oh, there is no solution. That, that, <laughs> yeah. that is the answer. There is no solution. No, because that's the that thing. This shit is, happening. This shit yeah. is gonna happen. My thing you is, gentrified nice area. It's still people. You're still gentrified low income. There's still yeah. people winning off of it. You that did the play. Income. The people yeah. that did the play, and that were able to invest earlier on, right? At this stage of the game, like you really have to find, a, you know what I mean. You really yeah. have to do it. But if not, then that's it. There's no, there's no other play. Because my thing is, as an individual right now, it is extremely difficult. Fucking right, it is. And it's you hard know, being niggas, an adult. Niggas want to come as soon as you get clicky, but yeah. but yeah, niggas ain't I'm gonna right. be there for the building. Never. Niggas come after you get on. Like when it's, when it's time. Yeah, when it's time to when it's time to be VIP on the ground. Yeah, when it's time to be VIP at the at the spot, that's when niggas is there. Everybody's there. Everybody. Everybody's responding. Everybody responding to your texts. They hitting you on the thing. They, they in your comments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Niggas got mad. Niggas got mad big bros for you, right? <laughs> you become big bro after that. Niggas come up, you big bro now. Uh-huh. Word. Um, so speaking of uh just on off of the gentrification topic, I should say, um, is <laughs> the publication of uh a lot of artists in or that were signed to Diddy and via Bad Boy, um, or whatever his like um, subsidiary groups were, the report came out that he gave all his old artists all of their publishing back, and there was a there were a few people that came out and spoke out against it. We touched on this briefly, but we they spoke out against it, basically saying like, "Yo, yeah, he gave it back, but what is it worth now? He'd have made all of the money off of it, and now he's giving it back to us when we just getting crumps." Um, I saw a girl, Aubrey O'Day, I think that's her name. She's from Danity Kane. Of course, we saw them when they did Making the Band. And she was basically saying that don't their first it. two albums, their she first said, don't, two. Don't take it. Don't take it back. <laughs> Just leave it out there. Like an idiot. So, so Pete, so she said that, well, I mean, it's true, but she was just saying like their first two albums went, uh, went platinum or double platinum. Right. And she was saying whatever the, the, their record sales were, it came somewhere like $48 million total album sold or some shit like that. And she was saying that, of course, you know, you're not expected to get the whole 48 million, but she basically was like, they wasn't getting no money. They didn't get paid for real. Like, shit was fucked up, right? Okay, cool. Now we fast forward to them being in this situation where they're getting their publishing back. She's like, it's under the new rules, right? So now they're streaming, whereas, of course, before you had physical album sales. So you can own it now, but not only can you own it now and it'll be based on today and moving forward, those streams will only be worth 
couple hundred dollars a month at best if people are even streaming it. But part of the stipulation is you have to sign an NDA or, or an agreement saying you can never speak out about um, them having any wrongdoing in the past or anything. Because first of all, Puff sold it to Sony. So Sony uh, owns the publishing. So now they're not even, he's not even connected to the publishing anymore. So now there's like more distance between actual Puff and the publishing. And she was just saying like, look, a lot of people don't even understand that it ain't really worth the money. So why would we sign this? Because not only are we going to sign something that uh, keeps us from ever being able to speak out of, uh, uh, again, but us getting a couple hundred dollars is not going to move the needle. Now, that's her position. Um, girl, you making mad faces. What, what do you have to say about it? I'm tired of it, man. They gotta relax, man. Is everybody? Why, they, why do they have to relax? It's them. Because if you're not making money off your publishing, nigga, it's your music. That's your music. If it's not making money, it's on you. Mm-hmm. What did you do to you signed the deal? He put a contract in front of you. You thought the contract was a good contract at the time you signed it, or else you wouldn't have signed it. And in fairness, they were 18 or 17, 18 at the time. So I don't care how old you was. You got to chose to. No, I don't. You, you chose to get online and wait for mad people to audition for this. Nah, that's a little, that's a little disingenuous, bro. You're trying no, to be a not. star. You're trying to be a star, right? You're at then 17, go be a star. No, listen to what I'm saying. You're 17, 18 year old teenager, aspiring singer, whatever, whatever. Diddy, Puff Daddy, whatever his name was at the time, he's having auditions to be a part of this group. Not only are you going to be a part of this group, but you're going to have a TV show and the grand prize that's, is you're going to put all, an album Wait, wait, out. wait, 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 Jerv. That's him doing shit for you. Everything you just named, he don't got to do none of that shit for you. Okay. That's him. That's, everything you just named came out his pocket. Mm-hmm. He made you famous. He put you on TV. He got you a recording contract. She's able to do everything she's able to do now because of him. Okay. She didn't do nothing after him. After the the bad boy shit, you didn't see her go make music and have a flourishing career to where she still made music. So that lead me to believe the music you made was his still. Again, we just talked about- Because he owned it though. No, we just talked about how great of a producer Puff is. Go right. do it again. Sing it this way. Do right. it that way. Mm-hmm. This is him making you the star you made. The music that you're talking about, who paid for the samples? Could you have afforded that? How much did them samples cost? So you're saying all of this to say, so what, you didn't get paid? No, I'm saying that's go... Piece that I'm, that's, what it, I, that, that's where I'm at with it. You're talking, it's so what, you didn't get paid? That's his. That that publishing is how he makes his money back that he invested into you. Mm-hmm. Owning that shit, okay, you get 25000 you sold this to me for. That's your money. Mm-hmm. I paid you for this. You could say, hey, don't want that 25000 I want to own my publishing. Give me ten. Let's bust my publishing down 50-50 to where I own half of it. You could say that. People choose to make choices when it benefits them, and then they want to flip it. I use the example of Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne got an interview saying, I don't care what baby giving me. 
he giving me more than I would be getting on my own. And he get older, responsibilities change. And now just because your life changed, you expect me to go back on a business agreement that we made? Nigga, that's the agreement we made. Again, how did she get from show to show? Who paid for her hair? Who paid for her makeup? Who paid for the tour buses? Who paid for all of this shit? So it's just supposed to be on the arm? Because I'm me, I'm supposed to just give you shit? If she had a music career after, she could have an argument. What music has she made not standing next to him? Not, I don't think any, because she's doing OnlyFans now. Okay, so <laughs> then when it comes to the music, what problem should she have with the music? Again, she's able to do OnlyFans and get a bag off of OnlyFans. Popularity because of what? You know her name because of what? Yeah. Where you say it's not worth nothing now. But I'm saying where they like, yo, it ain't worth nothing now. That's your music. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> this shit you were singing. What the fuck you want me to do about it? And then you're going to say, well, once he got the money back, not only is he supposed to get the money he invested back, but he's supposed to make money off of it too. That's what the fuck he's doing it for. He's not doing it for shits and giggles. It's a business. Yeah, I know one thing. The one thing that you can do, and if people care, whatever. But, I mean, licensing. You can license it all over to ESPN, to different movie scores, to, you know, different that's animated working. series. That's working. You That's you having to go do something yourself. Yeah. You, it's yeah. like, I, I, I understand, again, if she would have went on to continue to do music, I, I'm not going to say she would have a leg to stand on, but I could at least hear it because it could be that piece of the catalog, that piece of something is a bad taste or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? But you're willing to take things on your rise to the top that when you get to the top, then you have to go back and fix. You got a bunch of people who didn't get to the top to go, go back and fix it. Again, hold Old went back, bought all of his masters, right? He didn't complain about it and say whatever, whatever. He made the money to go back and make the shit right himself. Mm -hmm. That's what the shit should look like. If people wanting to be a part of some, don't understand it, don't know shit. Like I, 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 I understand the artists only when they're artists, though. Like I don't, she's not no artist. When, I, I don't know nothing else she did outside of working with him. Well, I mean that that doesn't not make you that doesn't make you active. But I mean, you're she's a singer. She, you know, she's a singer. Where? She might, what do you mean? Where can I go see her sing today? Nigga, I don't know her fucking schedule. <laughs> does she sing today? Where I don't know. She? I don't know what she does today. You can go on OnlyFans. She be singing on there. She sing on OnlyFans. Yeah, taking she's, her she's blouse off. A little piece. Her little piece. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I see the only thing, and I'm with you again, you're not wrong, but I also, you know, you can't be dismissive to the hard work that it still took to even be in the who's position that she's in. Whose hard work are you talking about? I'm talking about the people who made it. Her you said 
her okay in so particular, then... right? So let's let me finish. Like they didn't just make the band. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Them niggas had to do hella shit. They had to fucking put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, a lot of long hours, a lot of hard work. And that shit wasn't easy. That that wasn't easy. Like, I mean, yes, yeah, easy for us to say, oh, well, woe was me when you became famous and you made a bunch of money and you went on tour, Madison Square Garden, this, that, and the third. Like, that's great. I, a bunch of us would love to do that if you into that. But it did take hard work, too. It didn't, like, did he? Yes, he's the platform, and he catapulted them, no questions asked. Like, it was their his battery in their back. But they still had to do the work, too. Like, he didn't just... What it, work? He uh, told see, them, yo. No. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm saying, if I'm I tell you. you to do everything, if I say, yo, Jerks, come stand next to me, when the music come on, two steps to the left, Two steps to the right. You cheapening it, bro. You cheapening it, and it's 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 not it's, it's not cheap. a real act. It's not an accurate depiction, though. Yours is cheap. I'm I'm not cheapening it. I'm just saying what it is. Oh. I mean, I get it. The, inv- the there is no comparison to the investment that someone like a Diddy makes in you when he does you, all of those. But things you're comparing you. it when you say she no, got I'm a not compa- to no, 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 no. I'm not comparing anything. I'm making the point that you're ignoring. I'm just simply saying. What point am I ignoring? The fact that they still had to put in work. What work? I'm asking you. What did she do? Nigga, they had to fucking sing. They had to fucking rehearse. Jerry, they had to fucking make, perform. Jerry, no. Jerry, not any nah, they still definitely went on tour. Anybody they definitely can't do still it. went on tour. They still dance. No, you talking to me about? No, that's not the conversation. That's not the conversation. The conversation is they had to still show up and do the work. They had to be there. Jerry, what they I'm saying is he could put anybody in that position. Well, he didn't. He didn't. Because if it would have been anybody, it would have been somebody else. They ain't the only motherfuckers that went out for the auditions, like. It was a combination of a lot of shit. They looked the right way. They sang the right way. They had the right amount of sex appeal or they had the right image, like the right color and texture to voice. It's a lot of things that make music a marriage. Like it's not just I'm the guru, so I tell you what to do. And now I'm the almighty, so I've raved the magic wand and it's just done. No, because like the nigga's great, but he ain't fucking perfect and he ain't the greatest to ever do it. So it's a combination. It's not just one thing. But yes, he's the he's the main he's the main ingredient. I'll give you that. He's the main ingredient. Can't take that away from him. But no, I'm not gonna. As an artist and as someone who understands, I'm not gonna allow you to just not pay attention to it at all because you don't want to. I, it's not that I don't want to. Sounds you that can way. Make, you can make. <laughs> Sounds wait, like fuck that shit. That it don't mean much. That's what you no, say. No, it don't mean much. You can make yeah. anybody I, a celebrity. I, no. Wait, hold on. You can make anybody. Nigga, A Town was getting twenty a show, fifteen to twenty a show. The nigga, the the nigga Walden, these nuts was getting fifteen to twenty a show. It's not That's hard crazy. to make a celebrity. The hard part is to continue that. You got fuck it. <laughs> Look, man, it's you you can plug and play celebrity. A uh, 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 artist is going to continue the shit when nobody is not there. Uh 50 Cent talk about the nigga OT Genesis, I think is OT Genesis. Yeah, yeah. 50 Cent put him on the shelf. 
He ain't do shit on the shelf. You know what he did? Got away from 50 Cent and went and made music himself. That's different than you complaining and then when you get your but opportunity. But that's a different scenario and it's a bad example. The reason why it's different is because, I'm telling you, I'm about to tell you. The reason why it's different is because you're talking about an artist that was signed by an artist who that artist that signed them may not have been paying them a lot of attention versus a Diddy who had the sole intention on curating a group and I'm going to create this space to where this group is going to exist. Like, this is my focus. He was yeah. hands-on. You're talking about what Diddy did for her. Tell me what she did for herself. She showed up and was good enough to make the cut. So you think Diddy, so you think Diddy just said- Did you hear what oh, you just said? Yes. She fucking showed up. And was good Big enough, nigga. And was good, good enough. Girl, you could have, you could put anybody in her position. Then it would have been somebody else, bro. Why wasn't it somebody else? Tell me, if you can answer me why it was somebody else, then I'll let you have it. Because can her you number, answer that question for me? I'm, I'm answering because her number got picked. Nigga, because no, her, that shit, her that, that shit sounds stupid. Because her, that to you it sounds. I bet you if you ask him, he say that. I her bet you if you ask We got to get Diddy on the show. We got to get Diddy I'm on the show. I'm telling right. you, you can plug <laughs> and play up. people like that. You heard uh, what what's the name said about one twelve? I get plug and play, bro. And one twelve had talent. You're not gonna tell me that she didn't have talent, but this is what I'm saying. These people had talent. They what did they the say about one twelve? Then hold didn't on, real quick. They not tell the them what talented. she said. Tell them what they said hold about one twelve. I, I don't know. I don't know. But they're I, not the most me... talented people in the world. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that she was the most talented. But whatever it was, she was special enough to just have it initially. And then have whatever else it took for her to be coachable enough to to curate it to where it can all come together and make sense. That's not an easy thing. As no, an but artist then... to keep going through that as well, because a, a motherfucker might have quit. Like even with that opportunity, everybody don't push through. This shit is not easy. So I'm just saying, like, I just don't want to ignore that piece. I'm not shitting on Diddy. I'm just saying you shitting too much on her and saying she's nothing. And I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna roll with nothing. There's a gray area. Hold on, here we go. 112. Uh, I forget who got them after Puffy. Um, it might have been uh, 50. No, 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 I'm tripping. I'm tripping. It no, might have been JD. Somebody uh, got them after Puffy. And they called Puffy and said, I'm sorry. I can see now they was 100 percent you. And it wasn't there. It might have been JD. Somebody, it's an interview out there. They couldn't do shit by themselves. Okay. If you take Dan and Kane and put them in the studio by themselves, what type of music do you think you're going to get from them? Not what we got from Diddy. I don't know, though. But not so what then, we got from Diddy. So then why do they deserve anything off of it? Because they performed it. I, Wait, time out. Time out. Wait, real nigga, quick, real it's quick. covered bands all over the world. Wait, Gert. Huh? Real quick. You own the company that you work for? No. Do you expect to get paid for going into that company? Yes. All right. You think that to be the same thing? Yes. They still work. And she got paid for the work she did. She didn't get paid the ownership of the music because she didn't contribute to the ownership of the music. She got paid for the performance. She performed the music. A cover band? They get paid to perform the music. Owning saying, the music, 
Uh, fucking. Uh, she, she uh, wasn't whenever. speaking. But she wasn't speaking to the ownership piece. She wasn't speaking to that. Yeah, she, she knows was. She, she was speaking about being compensated for the she work knows, you did. She knows that she doesn't own the music or didn't own the music. So she, it, it, it wouldn't have been. It, it's not logical of her to assume that she was supposed to get all of the money that the music made. That's not what she's saying. She's just saying if the music made all of the, like, if the music made fifty million, how do I only have twenty five hundred dollars? Essentially, because that's what she's saying. Because that was your contribution to it. No. You got what you contributed to it. <laughs> you didn't get no more, no less. That's what your percentage of from what you did was. You, you would have did more. I fully, it's fine. It's fine. Do you think they, wait, wait, wait. Do you think she wrote any of them songs? I don't know. So the writers, honestly. But, but here's the thing. I don't now know I see why. Because she did say she had writing credit on some things. So I don't know. I know Brian Michael got, Cox. I know Brian Michael think Cox she got paid, paid most of them. Do you think she got paid for the writing credit? I would bet. I would bet no. If it was, if you it was Danny Kane shit, if it was Danny Kane shit, I would bet no. If she based, wrote it, she got paid for it. Based, based on what she said in this interview, she did not get paid for the first two years. She did not get paid for the tour that she went on. She didn't get paid. She worked for free for the, I'm sorry, for the first seven years. That's a long ass fucking time to not get paid. So what did she do? If she didn't get paid there, was she was flipping burgers on the side? No, nah, she was doing Playboy and shit like that, according to the interview. Well, I wasn't there. Well, I blame her then. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm not showing up if I ain't getting paid. I blame her. If I go to oh, work and them shit. niggas tell me I'm not getting paid, I'm not working. I'm, I'm, I'm not working. I'm, I'm not working. Seven so, years is crazy. So again, I don't, I just. I call, I call cat, man. I call nah, seven cat. years. Nah, seven years, yo. I can't have sympathy for <laughs> See? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Nah, seven years is crazy, yo. Seven nah, years so the crazy, thing so. is that I just feel like she's really, like her reasoning to not sign is literally because she wants ownership of the story that she wants to present to Hulu and Netflix. Which, well, no, yeah, so, okay. <laughs> But that that makes sense as to first of all that'll never work. She claims she's not scared of Diddy and his machine, but uh, I don't know why you wouldn't be. You think Diddy care about that girl? At no, this listen. Point? No, 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 no. Listen to what I'm saying, because she's saying no. Look, she's saying that she wants to put out quote unquote her story, right? And it's going to ha it's going to show them in a disparaging light. She's trying to get it licensed by Hulu. Hulu does all of these messy type of docs. If it comes out, that's some information that Diddy don't want out there is revealed. Yeah, that could be that could be an issue for him. Again. Well, I mean, literally, he doesn't want the information out because she made based yeah. on the offer of, hey, I'll pay you this. You could have your publishing back. However, you cannot yeah, this discuss. Is, this is not true. The publishing is two years in the making. He started doing Again, okay. that, that's not true. Yeah, I, uh, he. This you, is you arguing a point that don't even. No, what I'm Puffy Ben gave them their publishing back. This is not new news. That's that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. We're, that's we're, not the, irrelevant. Bro, it's the, making the, 
the conversation is around her, what she's trying to do, and the challenges that she's facing. The challenges that she's facing is I can get my publishing, I can own my publishing, but I can't say anything about the shit that I really want to talk about. I have to sign those rights away and say I'll never speak publicly about any of these things ever. And her whole purpose is, yo, publishing is cool, but I want to tell my story to make money off of the story. And they like, no, nigga, fuck you, because I'm no. included in that story. And no, you tell can't. it, tell the story and just pay the fine for it. Don't sign it. Don't get your publishing back and then say what you want to say. You got to make choices. You can't have everything. And then, if and you then, want to say what you want to say, say it. Just don't but, play the music in it. I still but, own the music. No, forget the music. It's not about the music. It's about the story. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Based There's on her not interview, about the story. She could tell the story. No, oh, but this is what she the thing. Can't tell, you're not listening. You didn't see the interview and you're <laughs> not listening. What you say, I did see what she said. Again. You didn't see the interview, sir. Jerry, I'm, you don't need to see the interview to say, don't sign, don't get your publishing back, and tell whatever story you want to tell. That's, that's her not point. Rocket science. But that's her point. That's what she's saying. Fuck yeah. the publishing. I don't tell want the story. streaming. I don't want to do any of that. You just I'm can't just play none of the music in your story. Tell that shit over over <laughs> break beats for all I care. Now they're gonna do what what did they do with the Aaliyah uh biopic? Where they no, ain't no. had none of the music. I didn't watch that. You didn't watch it? Nah. It was. Nah. Yeah, nah. It was, it was. But they didn't have the music because they didn't have the right to it. Mm. Well, we can move on from that. Shout out to all parties involved. Hopefully everything works out for everybody. Uh, but before we get out of here, I probably should have said some earlier, but it's fine. Big, big shout out to Coach Prime, man. Coach Prime is the man out in Colorado. He got them boys clicking. They 3-0. Nobody expected them to be here at this particular point in the season. Um, he's bringing a whole bunch of awareness and having all different types of celebrities and artists just be there from performances to just being there in the locker room, the energy. It's a whole vibe out in Colorado, and it's never been or ever looked like this ever. Um, Primetime game last weekend. His son, Shador Sanders, is more than just his son. He's standing on his own as Shador Sanders number one candidate or top candidate for Heisman. Um, he finally threw an interception that wasn't his fault, but the man threw for another 350 yards, another four touchdowns. Um, he got, I don't know, 1,100 yards, close to 1,200 yards, passing through the air in three games, uh, 10 touchdowns, 11 touchdowns, one interception. He's going crazy. His younger son, Shiloh Sanders, he caught a pick six to the crib, 80 yards. He he be leading the league. I mean, leading his team in tackles. He's amazing. Um, it's an amazing story to watch and be a part of, and or not a part of, but just to witness in real time. And I'm rooting for them. What I will say is their star player, Travis Hunter, was injured by a dirty play. And it looked like targeting, if you ask me, it looked like it was done on purpose. Um, and in college, since you can't get fined or anything like that, there was no there was no punishment that that player received other than a 15-yard penalty. And the reason why I say I think he maybe at the minimum should have gotten ejected because not only could you clearly see the play was dead and he leaned into him and purposely tried to hit him while he was off guard, 
But that hit resulted in him going to the hospital. He didn't even finish the game. And now he's going to be out for the next three weeks. Not to mention the next two games that Colorado faces are two of the most, the next two weeks are two of the most important weeks on their schedule because they're going to face the toughest uh, competition that they'll see this season in Oregon and in USC. So I think that, you know, that's a super unfortunate thing because it kind of robs us a little bit of getting able to see, being able to see them at their full strength. But I believe in how crime got these boys playing. And um, I just can't wait to keep watching every week. I've never watched this much Colorado football in my life, but <laughs> I'm going to be tuned in again this coming weekend. And um, shout out to Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes. But, Gert, what you got on on Prime and, and them boys out west? Uh, shout out to Prime. Um, it, it, he's showing that it is a formula. Like, realistic expectations, hard work, being honest. Everybody don't get a participation trophy is the key to success. And if you start to look at life that way, you will have the same success. Hard work, dedication. Yeah, well said, short and concise. Um, I had a little seen something like right before we started recording this is a sidebar but social media elon musk said he's about to start making people pay for twitter soon like all people to use the platform so as soon as he do that i'm out i mean twitter's dope i like twitter actually um or x now but um i'm not paying tell that nigga good luck yeah i'm not paying tell, tell that nigga he better take that shit in blood <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not paying. Better take that shit in blood it's not gonna happen. There's no way. Like that's crazy. Like I don't know what he's thinking. It's coming though. Uh, paying for the internet is coming soon. It ain't just gonna be him. He the trial run to see. Well, he but... got the information. Elon got all the data, so he knows what he's doing. And what you're saying is probably right because he sees the trajectory of what this shit is gonna look like. He's one of the smarter people that we have. I don't that's think he is shit. with that. I don't think he is with that. With what? Social media. Like what about he, what is it he where you said he sees like the future with that i don't i think the nigga like media he who controls media controls mad shit i don't <laughs> think he, he, he... <laughs> no nah, i'm just laughing at because you really like you put that together like you was quoting like some real it's a shit. quote it's nah, a quote ain't... That, no, that ain't a quote. But mad shit it. ain't the end of it. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I lost it. I lost it mid-sentence, so I just kept going. Fuck it. Word. But, but it, it is a saying. It's a saying. He who... I think it's he who controls media controls the mind. Something like, like that. I see it's some that. shit like that. Definitely but, control the narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And um, It's funny. I just heard the shit the other day again. But my brain don't be working that way. But I think Twitter is for him to try to figure out for the rest of the shit he got. But I think he's on the back end with that. He just had the money to buy it. That nigga, um, who's the Facebook nigga? Uh, Mark Zuckerberg. Well, that nigga yeah, knows yeah. what he's doing. Twitter, uh, Elon, I don't think he knows well, what he's doing. I, that's fair. I mean, Zuckerberg is the better social media guy by far, for sure. 
Um, and you're right, Elon is he's more he's he's smarter on future technology and stuff like that. Like that's that's more of his bag. Social media, to your point, it was it was more of him saying, I got the money, I'm gonna buy it and fuck he it. Need, I'm gonna change the rules. Elon got them shit Twitter for AI. He need y'all niggas throw it it's for data. AI. He it's yeah. the data, yeah. It's it's, the it data, was a smart but, play. But it's for AI, I think he's pushing AI. He is. Like he's That's trying to, he need all of that shit for his AI. Yo, did you see they got some new AI that they're putting in businesses for business owners that watches the fucking employees and it'll tell you what your employees are doing. Like it's oh, monitoring yeah. the employees like it's over. your jurors gonna break every 15 minutes. Yes, yeah, so work wild hard, key be late all the time. And this nigga Gert don't show up, but it, <laughs> it, it's tracking. They had this shit in a coffee shop on that, uh, the Candace Owen DBP shit. I think yeah. that's the nigga letters. PB something. Whatever. Yeah. That nigga letters is trash. I'm never going to get them to say it right <laughs> in a sentence, but his pod is fire. Mm-hmm. But they were showing the shit like um, it was a coffee shop and they was counting how many cu- uh, cups of coffee. Uh, each employee made it was counting how long the customer stayed on their phones in there just mad fucking data this shit was tallying in real time and the shit was like popping up on the screen showing this nigga's doing that that nigga's doing that so that you don't even got to do shit i was just thinking when they fucking start putting their eye to the stock market what that shit gonna do yeah, that's one of the biggest talking points, especially with ChatGPT, because at the moment it won't or it doesn't have the ability to tell you like, okay, which stock to pick, this, that, and the third. But they are fearful of that sort of thing because it will be able to to give you a mathematical, you know, probability and equation. Um, and you know, it, it gets it gets tricky there. And be clear, they gonna have it first. All right, they gonna run it up first. I don't want y'all to think. Whenever this technology becomes available, I just don't want you to think it's like done. you're the first, you're the first to the block. Like yeah, it's done. About whenever this technology comes, it's done. Yeah. It's finished. Yeah. That's a fact. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's uh it's 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 a wild world out here, you know. It's a wild world. Again, little small tidbit just for the episode. I would just say, yo, stay tapped in, stay tuned in, pay attention, and uh be have the ability to adapt or shift or change. You know what I'm saying? Those things are going to be important because it's getting too crazy too quick. And if you still in dinosaur mode or you still like overly stubborn because you don't want to do this and I don't do that. All right. <laughs> okay. You got that right, but you're going to be fucked up. So uh, that's my little, my little tidbit. And the last thing I'm going to say, this is like, this is fuck shit, but your last, man, last thing. The, my man, your man, nigga AB, yo, nigga Antonio Brown, yo, they said he was ordered to pay over 169000 for selling a fake Richard Millie to an ex label CEO. <laughs> That's just funny to me. <laughs> nigga got to pay a buck 70 because he sold a fake Richard Millie. That's funny. I know. Word. Shout out to Akon. <laughs> hey yo! <laughs> now, Akon know he been in the news for the bullshit. Where, um, but yeah, I, I, 
Um, do y'all because I don't I don't have nothing. Oh, go Dallas, you know, we two and know. Um football takes, I don't really have much other than I like how my defense is playing right now. My offense has to do a little bit more, but it's fine because we win it, and that's the most important stat. Uh so Shout out to Candace Owens. I like her again. I I, I didn't get off of her her yeah. bandwagon. Um because I, like I, I, I I like I just like a lot of her talking points and how she stands in her shit. I respect that. I respect that more than you know. Time. You know they 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 were saying they prepping her to run for president. So yeah, but it's it's not gonna happen. You don't think so? She don't Yo, think she want it. Wild take. I think COVID coming back for uh. Y'all don't think Joe going something going to happen? On, time to- out. Hold up. Hold on. Time out. First, this ain't no. This ain't no wild take, nigga. You try to act like he has some breaking news. This no, shit no, no, no. I'm saying for the presidency, they're going to uh, push uh, the vice president <laughs> through all for this. I don't know. Whatever, bro. I, that, that shit too draining for me. I'm not doing that shit. Oh, I did want to um say shout out to uh, Coco Golf for winning the U.S. Open. The youngest since Serena. Um, and that's <laughs> That's that super fire. 19 years old. Uh, shouts to my parents because my mom and them, they went to, um, you know, they got the U.S. Open in New York, but they went to the U.S., I think they called it the, the Atlanta Open. Uh, not too long ago, maybe a month or so ago, I saw Coco Golf front and center. That's fire. Yeah. Um, so shout out to them. And shout out to them in general because I can appreciate tennis because of them. They used to be watching Serena and all of that. So, like, um you know, I've seen her play. I haven't really seen her this year. I've kind of picked up on, you know, obviously she's been winning. Um, but she's really good. And she first made headlines a few years ago when she beat Serena. Um, so shout out to her, man. Black excellence. I love it. Um, I love it. She's got a bright future. Shout out to the sport of tennis. You know, not missing the beat. Serena and them. They 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 finished and now we got another young phenom on on, on the rise. So shout out shout out to her. Shout Naomi her. be back soon. Nah, it's over. Nah, she it's quit. Over. She, she her heart not in it no more. She I think she's pregnant. Um, you know, cause she yeah. fucked with Corday. Um, I think she's dope and she was really good, but I don't think her heart is in it no more. Honestly, I think she's on like a, a higher frequency. <laughs> she's on that type of time. So maybe, but. I don't, I don't really see it. And if she does, shout out to her and shout out her, shout out to her anyway cuz I think she's dope. I think she's dope. Um but yeah, I didn't have no more sports takes. Um I didn't really have anything else I wanted to speak on. Y'all got anything before we uh wrap it up? Any announcements? Nothing exciting, nothing new happening this week. They black. Hey. That's the way to do it. That's the only, it's the only choice we got. But um, yeah, so on that note, um, our job is complete. Our job is done. Shout out to y'all for rocking with us. Now your job is to make sure that y'all tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, anything Rico. I said, return to the dance floor. Come on. Yeah. Let's Come give me all your love. 
Come show me what's up. Why you look at me, oh baby? Fuck around and drive you crazy. Let me show you what the real woman is for once. Cause you ought to know. Secret. I lived it. Yeah, I bragged it. Come on, give me the same feeling when I had Chris. Say my name, baby. I appear. Showed her how to love without having fear. All I ever been is what a legend is. Girl, you fucking the greatest rapper that ever lived. Rico music.